Hey and welcome to Rise of the Savvy Souls, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, healing and inner transformation. I'm your host, Sarah Flynn, spiritual growth and transformation coach, speaker and mentor, here to help you as you awaken to your soul purpose, activate your divine gifts and elevate into your goddess power. I am so excited you are here and I know that it's no coincidence that our paths have crossed. So with that in mind, let's jump straight in to this week's episode. Hey girls and welcome back to another episode of Rise of the Savvy Souls. I have an incredible guest with me today. Her name is Jess Hendrick and Jess is a professionally trained conscious relationship coach and occupational therapist with a focus on mental health. Her specialty is guiding her clients to release unhealthy patterns such as dating the same person in a different body, recreating the same toxic dynamics, triggers and reactions, and attraction to unavailable people so they can finally experience fulfillment and connection in their relationships. Jess works with anyone who is struggling in all types of relationships, including the relationship you have with yourself. So Jess, welcome. I am so excited to have you on today's podcast episode. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So Jess and I connected just a few weeks ago and I felt like we just had like this instant energetic connection. And I was just like, whoa, we have to, we have to talk more about this on the podcast. Cause I know my listeners would, would love to hear all about this. So I definitely get asked a lot of the time about conscious relationships and, you know, conscious communication in relationships and here's the funny thing. I've been single for four years and my, la- my last relationship was definitely not a conscious relationship. So even for me, this is like opening up a whole new door for me to begin to learn and be ready for, for my healthy conscious relationship when it arrives. But I'm curious, Jess, what was it for you that brought you onto this path? What is your story? Really good question. Um, so my story it stems back to when I was a child because I was very, very sensitive, very emotional and very kind of tuned into energy. And I didn't know quite how to regulate myself. And so my parents, although they're wonderful, had no idea how to handle me as a little kid. And so I developed these beliefs, which I learned later as an adult that, you know, love is hard and I have to work hard to be able to receive love because I would go to them and need things from them and they wouldn't be able to give them to me. So what happens with that is as we grow up, we have these beliefs that were created when we were very small and we tend to play them out in romantic relationships. So if you have beliefs like I did, one of the big ones was I have to be perfect to be lovable. I would attract the very people who would mirror that belief back to me. So people that would criticize me and people that would tear me down. And and it was really, really painful. And, you know, I had a, a, a breakup where I was just on my knees, completely in the most pain, heartache of my entire life. And I just said to the universe, God, whatever name you want to call it, there has to be another way. This, I don't, this cannot be 
the way this goes. There has to be another way. And I kind of just opened myself up and was led to understand about the subconscious mind and how the beliefs that we hold that are under our awareness can create outcomes in our life. And once I did that, my whole life, my whole relationship dynamics, everything changed. Wow. I love how we all have to get brought down to our knees before, <laughs> before we question. <laughs> it's like whenever yeah. anyone tells their story and I'm the same, it's like I eventually got brought down to my knees and was questioning everything. And then we get the breakthrough moment, which is just incredible. But I love how you just reiterate that importance of the love that you were used to receiving as a child really you know determines the type of love that you're going to be available for as an adult and that story that you were didn't even probably realize you know for many years was running you that you have to be perfect in order to be loved I mean tell us more about how I guess our 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 childhood and the love language that we're used to really impacts the love that we're available for as adults yeah so when we're very little, we basically are, are so smart and we assess the situation, we assess our environment and we decide, okay, what do I need to do to survive in this environment, right? So some people learn, you know, their needs weren't met, so they're just not going to have any needs. Or some people learn like me, I have to work very hard to get like a little tiny scrap of love, right? Or you know, of, of different versions of, you know, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm different, something's wrong with me. These are common beliefs that people hold. And what happens is we seek the dynamics that feel like home because home is what we associate as safe. So what we do unconsciously as adults is, is we are drawn towards the very people the very situations, the very dynamics that will, that will feel like home. So that's what happens. And that's why we're drawn to certain people. So actually, I personally in my life learned to stop going towards the people that I had such a strong magnetic pull that it was like otherworldly. I realized that that pull actually creates a lot of pain down the road. So I stopped going toward it. And now I will go for like a, someone that I feel comfortable and safe around. And it doesn't mean you're attracted to the person, but it's like a healthy, a healthy attraction versus like, oh my gosh, I can't live without you. I'm so into you, you know? And when we, when we first connected, like Jess and I had this conversation and it was just quite a little bit of time, but it was still fresh on my mind over, I just experienced another um, repeating of a pattern within me that obviously needed to be healed. But it was that same thing. I've, and I'd done it for years, felt attracted to the guys who I felt this complete like magnetic energy with, not realizing that they were actually like trauma bonds or people who felt like home. But the type of love that I was used to receiving from home was kind of like a chaotic, dysfunctional type of love. So, yeah. And I was saying to Jess last time we spoke, that's it. I get it now. The, the person who I'm going to meet is, is possibly not going to feel like home. It's probably going to feel like somebody who 
or something that I've never experienced before. And so that is the light bulb moment. I think, what was that quote? Um, I can't remember whether you shared that or where I seen it, but it was like, be careful of those people who feel like home. If home wasn't a safe place for you, or if home was a chaotic and dysfunctional place for you. And it's interesting because I see even in my last long-term relationship, well, my only long-term relationship, but my, my partner before, wow, the, the, the way that he was just the same person as my dad, like pretty much was just uncanny. And we see this a lot in women, don't we? Kind of going after men unconsciously who have these qualities that resemble their dad. Yes, yes. And it's really important, I think, to mention that any romantic relationship that we have, even if we do make a very healthy choice and we do choose you know, someone who we feel comfortable and safe with, it is going to bring up unhealed wounding within us. That is inevitable. And that, in my opinion, is why many relationships don't survive because our wounding comes up, our past trauma comes up and trauma can really be anything that just created a very high state of emotion and like a negative emotion that then imprinted in your brain as danger, right? So if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I don't have any trauma, well, the word trauma can be kind of misleading because most of us just being human on this planet have experienced trauma, you know, in some way, shape or form. Some is very extreme, some is very mild, but it creates an imprint in the brain. So for me, it's, it's about recognizing that the partner is a mirror of whatever is going on within our own mind, within our own belief system. And it's an opportunity to move through and transcend and heal anything we have left to heal from our past experiences. So it is a gift. So if things start coming up and I don't want people to think, oh, well, oh my gosh, pick the wrong person again, got it, got to move on because it's going to be shown in each relationship. Oh my gosh, totally. And that's why you say like you see the same person or the same qualities just in a different body each time. Um, and I was sharing that with Jess when we spoke as well. I was like, you know, I split up from my long-term partner and I was all misrighteous. Like, watch me now. I'm going to go and get someone so much better. And then every person who I met after that was just like a him in a different body and I was like what is happening you know after a few times of that I was like okay I need to look at me um so let's talk about the the subconscious mind then I guess and uh you know how do we begin to identify the stories that we're living in how do we begin to rewrite the story so we can change the narrative and experience a different love yeah so a quick hack that you can do just on your own is the next time you go through something upsetting, listen to the story that your mind is telling you. And it'll probably be something like, oh my gosh, this always happens. Nothing ever works out for me. The other shoe always drops, you know, and some version of, of you know, I'll be alone or I'm different or, 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 right? So when you get into that kind of looping thought cycle, just recognize that that is a set of beliefs that you've probably been running since you were a little, little one. And what happens is we see the world through the lens of our beliefs. 
So we will look through that lens. So if we believe I'm gonna be alone or I am alone, we could have a hundred people in front of us and 99% of them would not create that dynamic that we would feel alone, right? And we will choose the very person that will prove that belief right. So that's how it works. And, and so if you have kind of a repeating story, a repeating theme in your life, chances are that is your subconscious. Well, it's not chances are, it is your subconscious running the show. And so how we shift it and what I do with my clients is really guide you to uncover that set of beliefs that are not serving you because there are many beliefs and many patterns in our subconscious that serve us beyond like driving a car, running up the stairs, you know, all of those things, brushing our teeth are great. And we don't want to, you know, reprogram those, but the beliefs that don't serve us, we want to become aware, first of all, because we can't change anything we're not aware of. So I have processes I take my clients through to uncover. We go through past memories. We go through what's showing up right now in your life and uncover those beliefs. And there's usually a a handful of, of core beliefs that are playing out. So once we have those, we're good because then we can decide, okay, do I want to continue playing this out or do I want to choose a new story? And of course, most people come to me because they want to choose a new story. And so what we do is we have other processes to release the emotion surrounding the belief because the emotion is what gives it its power. So we go through, we release the emotion, and then we create an, a vision of an ideal scene. So if you would like to call in your divine partner, then we need to get really, really clear on what are the qualities that this person has, how do they show up in the world, and how does your relationship look and get so crystal clear because we want to move toward that, right? So if we aren't clear, it's like getting in a car and and wanting to go on a vacation, but not having directions. Like, where are you going to go? How are you going to find the destination, right? So we need a, a roadmap, basically, of the qualities and the characteristics of the person we want to call in. And then lastly, we need to become an energetic match to that. So we need to embody what we're seeking. So let's say we, we say, you know, I want somebody with integrity who shows up. Then are we in every area of our life showing up with integrity, keeping our commitments, treating people how we would want to be treated, you know? So that's the work. And that really is kind of the, the recipe for calling in a partner, a divine partner that isn't coming from our, our wounding and our magnetic attraction, <laughs> magnetic pull. Yeah. And it is work, but it's, it's, it's enjoyable all the same. Like I've definitely done a lot of work in this area of my life and I'll say, you know, some of the lessons have been super painful, but on reflection, the wisdom that I've been able to gain through all right, albeit getting caught up in some of my wounded patterns every now and again. But once I finally had that awareness around the story that I kept on living in and kept repeating, then yeah, it's as simple as making that decision, but committing to that decision to change the narrative. Um, and I, I definitely want to talk about like healthy conscious relationships. But before we do, um, 
I remember like in my long-term relationship it was an unhealthy relationship it was a toxic relationship at times we were very young but I was so in denial about it being unhealthy and so in denial about it being toxic and I think that's a common theme for women in unhealthy and toxic relationships so for the purpose of this podcast and I know it's pretty obvious to outsiders looking in but just in case anybody's listening and they need to hear this right now like what are the signs of an unhealthy relationship? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a loaded question because you know I could I could sit here and list signs and and things that to look out for. And the bottom line is, listen to your body, like listen to your body because your body doesn't lie. And so if you are continually being taken out of your peace over and over and over again. I mean, that's my rule for myself. If I'm being taken out of my peace over and over again, then that's not conducive to me learning and growing and, ex- and expanding in the relationship and in my own life. Um, as far as what's unhealthy, I mean, it's hard to say because I myself have experienced times with my partner where we both get triggered and we both behave in ways that are probably unhealthy. But the difference is we have the tools to navigate through and come out on the other side, more connected and healing things from our past. So to say, you know, this is toxic versus this isn't, I mean, I would say if you're experiencing toxic dynamics and you both want to work through it and you both are committed, then get some outside help because none of us were taught how to have healthy, loving, connected relationships. None of us were taught how to communicate properly. And so we're kind of fumbling around. And so you mentioned, you know, when you were young and you had this relationship, I mean, I think a lot of us have a similar story because we just didn't know any different. We didn't know any better. And I wish we were taught this in school, but I know. Yeah, but so far we're not. So, you know, I I mean, there's basic things like like if it's like verbal abuse and, and things like that are obviously not good. But what I would recommend, you know, when you make that list of qualities of what you want to create, also have a list of deal breakers for yourself. So, and whatever those are, if they show up, you address it immediately. And if it doesn't shift, then it's, you're not going to be available for that. And that is where honoring ourselves comes in because it's really easy to say, oh, if a deal breaker shows up, then I will be gone. And then you, you know, you're in a relationship, you're attached and then something shows up and it's like, oh my gosh, now I need to honor myself. (laughs) (laughs) And now I need to stick to my word. we'll just pretend we didn't see the deal breaker list (laughs) right right what we do and then we keep going back and we keep going back and that's where the narrative doesn't change yes because we are reinforcing that wiring right so and here's the thing we have in standing in your worth and honoring yourself you will call in people who do the same and so if something happens within the dynamic where it shifts and you step back into your, your own worth, 
then either that person, your partner will rise with you or someone else will come forward because that's just how it works. It's universal law. So it's, that's what we can control because a lot we can't control. Yeah, I'm loving this and I'm loving the just even reflecting on my journey of self-worth, which it all comes down to self-worth and what we believe we're worthy of and what we are available for. And like, oh my God, like to see the, the growth and the different levels of person that I've attracted into my life as I've risen up. Like, I'm so happy to say that, like, right now, what I'm what I can see in front of me is more evident of the divine masculine. Of course, there's going to be like, you know, they're still dealing with their wounds and stuff like that. But these are examples of people who are actually willing to do the work and know how to make you feel seen and heard and all of these things. And it's a completely different dynamic to anything I was ever used to I was definitely not a conscious communicator (laughs) at all as most of us aren't we haven't um, been educated on that but yeah with every with every level of you being tight on your boundaries and your deal breakers you level up Mm -hmm. every single time and I think we can get into like a scarcity mindset with relationships I know I did with my last partner and it was so scary and I'm not thinking what if I never find anybody else again? Like these are the genuine fears that we have. But like you said, it's a law of the universe. They just keep showing up in different form. And it really, our our beliefs determine who shows up and and what unfolds there. So I love that. Um, Okay, amazing. Well, let's talk about some healthy, conscious relationships. And I guess how we can begin to call these in um, and really begin to experience the type of love that we all deserve? Yeah, wonderful question. And so, you know, if you are in relationship now and you're struggling, which many people are with the pandemic and all of the stresses in the world right now, I mean, I don't know really anyone who isn't, even people who love each other, who are committed to each other are having challenges right now because we are in a position where we're basically sitting with ourselves and anything we use to distract, anything we use to cope is, is basically not available to us. And so we're sitting with, with ourselves and that can be reflected back in our partnership. So if you're in relationship now, and you're feeling challenged, I really invite you to reach out for some support, either from me or or someone else or whoever feels aligned for you, because I have some really simple tools and techniques that can bring you back into alignment with your partner. And it's really not hard stuff in terms of how to do it. So I have a communication process that I take people through that really brings connection and intimacy and healing. Um, and so that's for people that are in, in partnership and, and this works for any relationship, by the way. So if you're having a challenge with a parent or a child or a friend, like it's all the same stuff. Every relationship is a mirror. Just our romantic relationships are the most confronting because we're the closest with that person. Right. So the closer the relationship, the more our stuff in quotes will come up. Uh, So for people who are single and wanting to call in your partner, 
again, getting so clear on the qualities that you want to create, right? And I'm happy to guide you through that process if you're kind of unsure. A lot of people, when we get down to it, I ask them, well, what qualities would you like to call in? And people look at me like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. <laughs> so one, one tip that I always say is, well, think about, think about all the things that you don't want. Think about your past relationships, what didn't work for you, and then flip it. So if you had someone that, that wasn't a good listener, for example, then you want someone who is a good listener. And what does that mean to you? So good listener, colon, listens intently, makes eye contact, reflects back to me what I'm saying, you know, get detailed. Wow, that is super detailed, isn't it? Yeah, get really, really detailed. And then on the deal breakers as well, because when you're when you're dating, you want to have this in, in your mind. And it's not to go to the date and bring your list and check it off in front of the person, right? But it's more to honor yourself. You know, this is what I want to create. And so it's like the map. If you go on a date with someone who's you want to be a good listener and he's looking all over and he's distracted and well, then he's not your guy. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like that honesty with ourselves. And the more we say no to what we don't want, we will be propelled toward what we do want. So it's like, if we don't go toward what we want, we're creating a layover. Basically, it's not that we won't reach what we want, but we're delaying it. So it's, it's really, really having that faith, holding the faith that even though you can't see it, you know, it's on its way. And the more you embody those qualities, the more it's going to show up in your life. And also think about the people that are in your life now that you love. So it could be friends, family, et cetera. And what are the qualities about them that you love? Add that to your list because you have already called in people with those qualities. So you're not that far off from calling in a partner with those qualities, you know, but we have to hold our standard. And basically I tell my clients, you're placing your order with the cosmic kitchen. Mm -hmm. So place your order. And if it comes just like at the restaurant, if it comes and it's not correct, send it back with kindness. Thank you. Adjust it. Place the order again. I love this because it is just exactly how it works though but I think one as you're saying all of that it just really it is that reminder that we are deliberate like we can step into the role of being a deliberate creator of our reality um, okay. and yeah it takes mental work to actually do these things but if we're going to create our reality unconsciously anyway we might as well create it consciously and, and actually ask for what we want. Um, but two, like, yeah, just like submitting that order to the universe energetically and in detail and everything as well, but trusting that it's gonna show up. Something that you just reminded me of that I read in a book was when we do go to a restaurant, when we're not locked down, <laughs> when we do go to a restaurant and we order our food, we don't question for one moment that that food is not gonna show up. We, we trust the whole process from the minute you place your order, take your seat. You just know that that food will soon arrive. You might not know how long it'll take, 
but you know it's going to come. And so I think a big thing that's been getting driven home for me this week um, is that is that reminder that it's uh, the trust in the process. We would never question whether that food was going to come to the table or not. We just know that it would. So when you submit your order to the Cosmic Kitchen, consider it done and consider the order on its way. Yes, yes. I love that so much because that is really where the miracles show up, right? And just sitting with the knowing and trusting that it's done. It's done. And, and also trusting the divine timing because your partner may be somewhere learning something that he or she needs to know in order to show up fully for this connection. And so we can't kind of rush it along. And it's a tough one because, you know, in society, there's all kinds of beliefs and programming going on about like, whatever, especially for women, like the age that you're at and like being able to have children and all of these layers and what it means if you have a partner, what it means if you don't and all of these things. And it can be really tough not to get caught up in that. And, you know, you're only human. And, and if you have this desire in your heart, I really believe it is your destiny. And I'll use myself as an example. You know, I love kids. I love kids. And I've never kind of thought for certain, you know, I want to have my own kids, but I want the option. And right now I'm 39 and I am not in a relationship. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, I need to be open. So who knows what could happen? I could have kids in my forties or maybe I adopt or, 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 right. So it's like placing the order, knowing that your desire has an energetic vibration. And the more that we focus on our own alignment, so taking care of ourselves, honoring ourselves, loving ourselves, the more we're boosting our energetic vibration to then bump into our desire. And it could be, you know, maybe I end up adopting a child or maybe I end up dating someone who has a child, who knows, right? Or maybe I have my own, but it's that being open for what it looks like, you know, rather than having this strict, it looks like this, this, and this, because then we may miss we may miss it when it's right in front of our face. Yeah, you may miss like a, a huge blessing when it's staring you in the face because you're being too attached to how you believe it should look. I'm yeah. so glad you bring that up, Jess, because there is so much pressure on women in society with the whole kids relationship, got to have everything ticked off by a certain time. And there's also, I feel, a pressure when you are single for like a number of years or you choose to do your own inner work or you don't meet somebody straight away. And like, for me personally, I've always had a deep faith and trust in divine timing and the person, you know, will show up without me having to go out and search, Mm -hmm. i.e. like force it to happen, which we don't want to do. Um, but at, when I when I share that belief, it's not always met with <laughs> people don't always receive it, you know, and especially now with like lockdown, they might yeah. be like, yeah, but like, how, how do you expect to meet someone if you're not putting any effort into any of this stuff? And I might sound crazy for saying it, but I do genuinely believe like, 
if I just keep focusing on me, like mm-hmm. my partner will will be brought to me in a divine way, in a in divine timing. I don't need to forcefully go seek him wherever he is. Um, so I just think it's so important that you touch on that because from when I connect to my guides, what they say is you as humanity, you as a collective have really forgotten the process of divine timing mm-hmm. um, or really humanity has lost a lot of faith in the process mm-hmm. and they forget that as a soul you chose to incarnate on this planet and in your soul contract you chose to merge with another soul when the time was right mm-hmm. so can you just you know focus on you and let us take care of the rest um, and something you mentioned earlier about that person might need to learn a particular thing before they're ready to be in a relationship with you. That's gold as well. Mm-hmm. There's something um, my guide said to me the other week. They were like, he's cleaning up something. He's cleaning up his mess. <laughs> He'll be with you when the mess is cleaned up. Trust us, you wouldn't want him right now. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> they were like... <laughs> Which yeah. I was a really refreshing perspective because they were like you will thank us when he comes in in the divine time and that he comes in at because you trust us you don't want to be around whilst he's doing the work that he needs to do to meet you where you're at and I was like oh yeah that's a good one yes and like to share a personal story. I mean, I was just, I was just in a relationship with someone who I thought would be my partner for life and life, I believe is bringing him through his awakening right now. And he made the decision to leave the relationship, which was extremely, extremely shocking for me to say the least. And we were in conscious relationship. We were practicing what I teach. We had our own mentors and coaches. So that was crazy. And looking at it from my higher self's perspective, I can see that he's being given a beautiful opportunity right now to step up and evolve and expand and really be available and be the man who is able to have that kind of a relationship, right? For him, he doesn't see it that way. He sees it as life is just pummeling him right now. He can't see the forest for the trees. So all this to say, the way he is right now is not okay for me. I love him. I believe, I do believe we will come back together. And for my own sanity, I am letting the universe handle it. And the universe will teach him. God will teach him. And I can't do that. Right. But what we can do because we're, we're, we're brought up in this society of like, do, do, do produce, produce. Right. So I understand that impulse. And what we can do is we can energize the vision. We can energize the vision. We can get clear. So I have in my bedroom right now, uh, a prayer and intention for the two of us in partnership with a candle burning. And I always end it with, you know, this or something better. And my work is to do my own healing and prepare just as you are doing Sarah. And in that you're absolutely right. I mean, energetically, the channels are open 
And the higher our vibration, we can actually jump timelines. So if we allow ourselves to stay, like if I allow myself to stay in this dynamic right now with him, I will be on this low vibration and I won't be available to receive different blessings and, and things like that. So I need to release it now, surrender, pray for the highest good, pray for him, pray for myself, and just allow my vibration to rise up. And what happens is people come to you in the most miraculous, harmonious ways. It is really profound. So I'm 100% with you, uh, but I'll give a story for the listeners really quick, if that's okay, just to reinforce this so yeah, i have a, love I have, a story that we can use as evidence <laughs> yes we need evidence right we need evidence for our for those of us who go into our human minds a little too often um so i have a really good friend and she's spent the last four and a half years working on herself so her relationships were not working she grew up in in a house where there was a lot of addiction and a lot of just things that weren't healthy and so she committed to working on herself and anytime she would enter back into the dating world, it didn't work. She would stop and she would go and work on herself and learn her lessons and et cetera. So finally she was ready. She said, okay, I'm going to start dating. And she got on all the apps and she realized the apps just felt completely off for her. Like it just no for her. It was a no. So she deleted all of them. She just said, God, show me the way show me the way. And she meditates every day. And she has this app um, called insight timer. And so she was meditating one day and somebody messaged her on the app, basically saying, you know, thanks for meditating with me. And that's like a thing on the app that happens. And long story short, they're together now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my God, this is exactly like what the guides and the universe and the source is trying to say. Yeah. We don't need to do God's work, but we don't. And yeah, like that's gorgeous. And like, just definitely what, not what you're expecting when you're getting your daily meditation in. But that is the evidence that, you know, divine ways, you know, what was the chances of her meditating at that particular time at the same time as her now partner? Mm -hmm. um, and this is the thing, something my guide said to me a couple of weeks ago was they were like, you know, as we rise and as we go to the fifth dimension and our frequency rises, they were quite adamant with me that like, there's not a need for dating apps in our future. Right. <laughs> and I, I agree like a million percent. They've never felt good for me. Never, ever. Um, yeah, I've never felt, they always felt like hard work. I had one good experience the moment I signed up and it was in LA. So it was a whole different ball game. <laughs> but like, other than that, they've never felt good. They've always felt like hard work and like they were a drain on my energy. So I know I'm only ever going to follow things that feel expansive or make my energy feel bigger. Um, but yeah, my guides were like, you humans have fallen into the trap of instant gratification and using apps to fulfill that need or fulfill that void. And it's become more of a, an addiction than anything, then it has become really helpful to humanity. They were like, you, you've lost, as a, as a human race, you've lost connection and trust and faith in divine timing. 
And as your frequency rises, you become more deliberate creators. As your frequency rises, you speak and you manifest things instantly. You're calling, you realize you have that awareness around your ability to deliberately create. So they were like, in the future, like people won't need things like that because they'll understand how powerful they are and they'll be connected again to the power of divine timing. And I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) I mean, some people may have had success on dating apps and maybe that was within your soul contract to meet your partner in that way. Um, But I don't believe it's the path for everyone. And I definitely don't believe it's the future. In fact, I just think it's a moment in time that we're experimenting with these ways. But divine ways and divine timing will always shine through I feel yes absolutely and I agree with you you know generally speaking I think the apps for me feel like heavy and just they don't it doesn't flow but I will say that I met my last partner on an app and and I believe it will come through any channel right so if you have that channel open then it's possible doing your own work getting clear etc that that come through that channel right so I think it's just another channel but like you said, Sarah, if, if it feels heavy, if it feels icky, if it feels like it's bringing you down, then I would say, you know, that's not serving you because Mm -hmm. it's just lowering your frequency. Yeah. If you're like feeling that like you have to sit there and swipe or scroll because you believe that there's no other channel or there's no other way, that's when it's a problem. And I've, I've seen this with my clients where they'll be like, you know, I'm just sitting here, like I'm calling in the one and I'm just spending all of my night swiping away and it's making them blatantly miserable. And you're like, that's not ever how God would have intended it to be or the universe or source, whatever your source is. We, we attract that, which we are, like you said earlier. So if it's, if it's creating joy and excitement in your life, then by all means do it. I think for me, when I tried the very first time I ever got on the apps was in LA and I was definitely on that vibration. So that is what I attracted instantly was some amazing connections who I still speak to today and amazing experiences. Um, unfortunately I just wasn't able to recreate that. And it very quickly became like a heavy process. And I was like, I don't feel like my person is going to come in from this particular channel. So I'm just going to remove myself from that one. Yeah. And trust, I would trust that because we know we, you know, what, what's works for you and what doesn't, and nobody else can tell you, no one else can tell you because we're all operating from our own, our own belief system. And so, and our own past experiences. So even people that are love you and, and well-meaning people could give advice that basically applies to their life. <laughs> so it's really important to tune in and ask, does this work for me? Is this okay for me? I think that's a very important um, thing to mention in a world full of like, in a society where it's so easy to fall into people pleasing or feeling like we should do something or we have to do something or, you know, there's no other possible way. It's, it's that reminder, one, we live in a quantum universe. There's infinite ways of how this whole thing can roll out. And two, trust your intuition and your own judgment about what feels best for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the, the emotional guidance system. Like your emotions are guiding you always. Mm. So if you're 
feeling like aligned and it feels light and it feels like it's flowing, I would say that's probably the way to go versus like heavy and weighed down and our emotions are just messengers. Yeah. And we're supposed to feel joyful and expansion and, and, and expansive when we're moving towards our desires. It's not supposed to be hard work. Yeah. So, well, you know, there's, there's levels of inner work that you might consider hard, but it's a joyful process at the same time. But like, yeah, it's not supposed to feel like that heavy, dense energy, you know, be more. Yeah, of that. If it does, and this is where it, this is where really self mastery comes in because in my last relationship, when it ended, I was really like, no, wait, this does no, like this makes no sense to me. And so I, I really tried, I really gave it that human effort of like, let me do everything I can. And I realized I am feeling awful doing this awful. And in, I know from my past experiences, if I keep doing that, it's going to get worse. It's going to get louder. It's going to get more painful. And so the best thing I can do, take my hands off the wheel and just allow life to flow. And that's the best thing any of us can do ever. But sometimes we need to be pushed down to our knees before we surrender things and allow that force to govern our lives that will help us anyway, right? Yeah, like, I'm so glad you just brought that back up because I think that was gorgeous what you shared earlier about your relationship and having the courage to fully surrender and give that relationship the space because it comes from that abundant mindset that the universe will always provide for you and I love that you even reminded me of that powerful mantra that this this or something better Um, because yeah you're not even though your desire is there for that relationship to mend and come back together through that prayer through that intention through that mantra you're also not completely attached to just one outcome you're leaving space for an infinite amount of potential other outcomes to unfold yes and I have to tell you you know it's really interesting because I see how supported I am because I have I have a next door neighbor and we became so much closer since this happened since this breakup happened she is an angel She's literally an angel. She shows up, she brings me flowers, she brings me food. We go for walks every day. And so many people in my life have shown up and it's surprising sometimes because the people you think would show up actually don't. (laughs) And then the ones that you didn't think would do. And it's so interesting and doors open that way. So one of my other friends, she was telling me, you know, when and if you're ready, I have someone I'd love to introduce you to. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but, but that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, this gets me so excited. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm close to this manifesting for myself. Like I have done a lot of work around this stuff and I mean a lot. Um, and I'll keep my listeners updated, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing about being coaches and having podcasts and stuff. It's like, 
your story just becomes everybody else's story to enjoy but it's so healing to share and be vulnerable what's really going on so thank you Jess I've loved having this conversation with you so much is there any kind of like final words of wisdom that you would love for the listeners to take away with them I would just say your relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. So I would really encourage you to treat yourself like the most important person that you love more than anything. And just treat yourself in the way that you would like your partner to treat you. Just practice that. Get into that energy because it's going to open up the channels for someone to come through who's that match of that that vibration so that's what I would say yeah I love that and where can everybody find you or connect with you if they want to learn more about working with you yeah so you can find me on Instagram at coach Jess Hendrick and so that is probably the easiest way to reach me there's a link there for my website but you can also go straight to my website which is jesshendrick.com And for any of the listeners, I'm happy to offer a complimentary session. So if anybody listening, maybe for the first, let's say two people that contact me, I'll I'll give you a complimentary session just to guide you closer to your divine partner. Or if you're in partnership, let's get you closer to that loving, fulfilling, conscious partnership. Yay. I love that so much. Well, I'm sure you'll have a good few of the girls reaching out to you for that gorgeous offer. So thank you. And I've really loved this conversation. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure that we will be keeping in touch and talking all things divine love. Um, So girls, I really hope that you have enjoyed myself and Jess's conversation. I would love for you to screenshot this episode and share it on your socials and tag us in it let us know what your biggest takeaway from this episode was let us know how it impacted you and of course as always wherever you are in the world i am sending you all of the love and i will see you next time